awesome as he's great. He is the greatest. He is awesome. He's so thankful to call him God. He's so thankful to call him your Jesus. For you is our Shaddai. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everyone. Glad to see everybody this evening or morning. Hallelujah. Got a lot of guests. Can we get a good, good clap of hands for a guest? So glad to see everybody here today. So glad to see what the Lord is really doing in the house of the Lord today. So thankful. Will everybody help me pray for service? Bow your heads and pray. Jesus, Lord, we love you. We're thankful for you. We're thankful for what you did in class today, Lord God. Thankful for what you have done in our lives today, Lord God. We're thankful for the spirit that we feel in the atmosphere, Lord God. We're thankful that you are the beginning and you are the end, Lord God, and that you are and you will usher in your spirit, Lord God, that you are doing it, Lord God. That there is nothing too great, that there is nothing too small, that you won't intercede, that you won't speak to, Lord God. As you spoke in the world into existence, you speak into our lives, Lord God, and we're so thankful for that, Lord Jesus. We want to give you all the glory, honor, and praise today, Lord God. And we are thankful to be a part of your world, Lord Jesus. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Who's hungry? Oh, what? Is that a little early? Oh, I'm hungry, but I'm always hungry. After service is dismissed, what, 45 to 50 minutes, we'll probably start eating. By 1.30, hopefully, and it's over at Mansfield Park. If you don't know how to get there, wait after service, and we'll either have a caravan go over there, or we'll tell you, okay? Uh, last night, we had a game night. Who participated? Who was here? I had a blast. Um, what's that game called? Garbage Panda? <laughs> Trash Panda. Well, same thing. I was close. It was fun. Um, and then we... Um, I don't know that other game that we made stories. In a pickle. We was about to fight over that game, so I don't know. You got to be very creative. Um, nope. I was ready. But I had a blast. Everybody had a blast, I think, and I think it went great. I'm excited to have more of these. Who's excited? <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, Robert Coffey, the 20th for service. He's going to, um, both services, so he's going to teach... That's awesome. He's gonna, we're going to get some good word. I'm excited. Uh, no service Wednesday the 23rd for Thanksgiving. Everybody just have a good week. Um, can I get a couple ushers up here? Hallelujah. Who's excited for today? We got baptisms. Hallelujah. People about to be born again. Hallelujah. 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 Take your offering in your hand. Let's bless the offering. Jesus, Lord, we love you. We're thankful for this time to give back to your kingdom, Lord God. We're thankful for all the many ways that we can give to you, Lord Jesus. We're thankful for who you are, Lord God. We just ask that you bless the gift and the giver, Lord God, and you do your will. In, in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. If you, ushers will march out there, collect it. If you want to worship and praise with our worship team. I was thinking while Brother Steve was uh, ministering to us this morning, how appropriate this song, and I promise, I had no idea, but this song is called What Your Mercy Did For Me, and I started thinking, I've been in church since I was two years old. I don't have 
I don't have a good testimony, what most people would consider. But there have been times that I've had to rely on the mercy of the Lord. And even though I grew up in these pews, there's been times I felt hopeless, I felt lost, like God had forgotten me. But let me tell you today, it doesn't matter if you're the drug addict that's walked in off the street. It doesn't matter if you've been in these pews since you were two years old. His mercy is here today, and he is here to meet you in this place. I was hopeless. I knew I was lost. Death and darkness were my only stone. I needed someone to come rescue me. Mercy heard my plea. Lord, you found me. You healed me. You called me from the grave. You gave me a real love. I thank you, Jesus. You washed my sins away. Oh, now I'm living like I'm forgiven. You came and set me free. That's what your mercy did for me. Jesus, you wash my sins away. Oh, now I'm living like I'm forgiven. You came and set me free. That's what your mercy did for me. Lord, you found me. You healed me. You called me from the grave. You gave me a real love. I thank you, Jesus. You wash my sins away. Oh, now I'm living like I'm forgiven. You came and set me free. That's what your mercy did for me. Mercy did for me. You give 
Praise God. How many believe He is great? How many know He is great? He's great and greatly to be praised. Amen, 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 amen. Thank you. You could be seated. I know that I'm not a breakfast person, big breakfast person, so uh, I'm like most of you, maybe some of you, hungry. And uh, I've said this before, when the preacher gets in between food and someone's stomach, uh, he usually gets in trouble. So I, I asked the Lord, I said, help me not to be long-winded today. And he cut my message to two hours. Amen. No, I'm excited because we're going to baptize some folks today, and uh, I'm so excited for that. And uh, appreciate appreciate those that have already been baptized. We baptized two last Sunday. Sister Jackie McQuarrie. Baptize her in the precious name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Here's another, here's another good one that was buried in Jesus' name. Sister Arnell Orr. Come on, praise God. Praise God. Amen, amen. And the exciting thing about that, it doesn't stop. We'll, we'll be passing some more out next Sunday. Amen, amen. Some, some folks here baptized. Actually, one or two may be getting re-baptized in Jesus' name. And so that is, that is exciting. Grab your Bible. We're going to go to Luke chapter 1. Leave your hanger issues at the altar today. If your table's not first, but uh, I don't want to just make a senior citizen table so they can be first. So everybody's going to be sitting around. We're going to try to dismiss, but it's going to go pretty quick. And uh, listen, there's a lot of food, a lot of different foods, so get a little bit of everything uh, I know if your favorite is turkey, don't make a whole plate of turkey. Uh, wait till everybody gets a little bit. Get you a little bit. Get get on through. Uh, I tell my grandkids this every time we go to the Chinese buffet. You can go back. It'll be there. Just uh, don't get a bunch and waste it. So we got some turkey and ham and and uh, oh man, all kinds of stuff. My wife, I'll just confess this. She made a. Uh, Stuffing last night, dressing, dressing, and uh, yes, I got into it. And yes, I got into it again. No, with her. I got in trouble. I got in trouble. She heard me ruffling the uh, aluminum foil this morning. Get out of there. Any brothers ever, anybody have to deal with that themselves? Amen. I, I believe, you know, I try to be Nehemiah. I try to, you know, be the cup. I try to make sure, you know, nobody gets sick. I want to taste it first, make sure it's safe. Make sure it's safe. Luke chapter 1, 
Luke chapter 1, enjoyed uh, Brother uh, Pontius' testimony today and just uh, the experience of the Lord. You know, I tell you what, everybody, when you, when you talk to people, everybody has a unique experience on how the Lord gets a hold of our heart, kind of speaks to us. And uh, I've always found out, even working in prison, guys would come and confess to me that their mama, their aunt, or someone carried them to church when they were young. And they got away from it. And so that really is the underlying thought is uh, when the Lord does something for you, recognize it, recognize it. I hope, hope we get to talk about that a little bit today. Luke chapter 1, picking up verse number 5. This was in the days of Herod, the king of Judah, a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abiah. I had it written down over there. I spelled it out so I'd say it right. Abiah and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron. Her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God. Look at your neighbor and say they were living right. Walking in the commandments and ordinance of the Lord, blameless. Somebody say, wow. Because I want, I want, to, I want to bring this out today. It's, it, this is interesting. And they had no child because Elizabeth was barren. And they both were now well stricken in years. Came to pass that while he executed the, the office of priest before God in the order of his course, verse number 9, according to the custom of the priest office, his lot was to burn incense when he came into the temple of the Lord. Verse number 10, and the whole multitude of the people were praying without at that time of incense. In other words, they were there at the time of that offering. I want to stop right there, back up to verse number 9. And from this, his lot was to burn incense in the temple. And I just want to title this message this morning, He will find you in your faithfulness, worship, and prayer. Amen. Would you lift your hands all over this place? Say, thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for the scripture. Thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing today, Lord. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Maybe my eyes are getting better, but I'm having trouble with my bifocals today. Amen. I was trying to read for Brother Stephen. I had to keep moving. But uh, Zacchaeus, or Zacchaeus, Zacharias, <laughs> Zacharias was a priest. He was a minister and. Amen. It was part of his duty as a priest, uh, uh, the Bible says, of the course of Abiah. And uh, simply uh, in Scripture, it's Abijah. But uh, the priests among the Jews at that time, and I, just give me a couple minutes here. The, the, the priests among the Jews at that time were assigned work. They were assigned duties. And uh, what was known as the divisions uh, now, that sounds kind of strange to be in the church, but they were divisions. Uh, uh, in our church, we call them the programs department, different programs. Uh, uh, divisions of the priests, and I, I believe they were divided into what I can find out, according to Josephus, uh, uh, the, uh, re, he was a, a, a historian of the day, a Jewish historian of the day. According to him, they were divided up into 24 divisions, 24 different duties, and they rotated uh, semi-annually. So uh, anyway, that, that, I just want to kind of let you know those things were going on. 
we sometimes feel like church gets mundane. Same old, same old. Come on, I've heard people, and it's hurt my feelings, actually. Well, we come to church, and we know have the song, open up in prayer, and take up offering and two songs and preaching, and that's it. Well, I mean, there's only so much you can do because most of you want to go home quicker. Oh, don't, don't lay it on the preacher. Don't lay it on the priest. Don't lay it on the ministry. Amen, because I, I could preach up here for a couple hours. Look at your neighbor and say, not today. Just not today. No, it's true. So these things were going on, and each, each one was given task and responsible for the conduct uh, of the temple worship for one week on a semi-annual basis. <clears throat> and so Zacharias, his wife, Elizabeth, it's important because, especially in Jewish history, understanding who people were. I know there's a lot of people probably here today that are involved in your own family's genealogy. Uh, you've, you've done kind of background and went back. And my wife, I heard her talking to uh, uh, her cousin on the phone down in Louisiana this week and was talking about finding out things that she didn't know. Uh, uh, Daphne had did a thing for her, uh, one of those online things or whatever, and she found out some things about her grandpa, grandpa and things like that, and they were, they were talking about those things. But a lot of people get in it, but especially Jewish, Jewish history, amen, it was important to the Jewish people who they were. So the description of what Elizabeth, uh, Elizabeth was a descendant of the high, but matter of fact, the first high priest was Aaron. So her lineage, her, her, her connections go way back to the beginning. And so verse 9 says, Zacharias, his specific task was to burn incense in the temple of the Lord. Now, I want you to keep this in mind today because I feel like God is really speaking to some folks and has been for the last several weeks. I believe he's really been dealing with some folks about some things. And I think it's important to understand the historical context of that time. How things were at that time. Because if you're like me, I like to connect what I'm going through now in the things that God gives me in the Word. Because if I can connect to what God expects me to deliver, if I can connect to that, I feel like I can make it known or help connect you to it. Because that's what it's, it's all about. I don't want to get up here and get all, you know, Jewish on you and talk about Greek and Hebrew and Arabic, talk about all the things. I mean, that's not what it's about. It's about keeping it simple to where we can understand. Jesus used parables, things that people can connect to to describe things. So it's important to understand, though, what was going on in that time. And it was a time when the people of God, Israel, was in a low state. It was not a good time. And I, and I thought as I began to study on this here, uh, a lot of things that were happening then uh, are happening today in our lives. Things are, 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 are seem like they're just out of whack. Politically, Israel was in a, you know, a subservient relationship with Rome. They, they were, what you might say, taken captive. Economically, look what was going on. Rome was really taxing heavy the Jews, really, really costing them, amen, a, a, a fortune to live. Anybody connect with that today? I don't want to depress you, but it costs you to drive here. If you're the one that put gas in the tank. If you're just the writer, smile. Amen. Socially, look what was going on. Israel was living under what was known then as the Hellenistic, which was a, uh, the, the, the uh, Greek 
goddess and gods. They, they were influenced by that. We're influenced by, especially with flood of immigration. Listen to me, and I'm not against those things, but we are flooded with all types of religion in our United States of America. When I first done a study, when I first started preaching, uh, I believe there was something like 3,000 plus, 3,000 plus, and I believe that has almost doubled or more to seven or 8,000 different types of faiths my Lord. Think about that for just a minute. We are inundated all the time. And especially in our generation now, and this is why we need to pray for our young people. Because they're growing up to learn about technology that maybe some of you or I that are older didn't have the means or didn't understand. And we maybe don't connect to some of that. But they're being inundated every day with technology and putting things in their minds, all kinds of things. If you've got a smartphone, you get all kinds of stuff sent to you that you didn't ask for. When you look at some of that, oh, my Lord. They're getting that on a daily basis and then some. Think about it. So things like that. So socially, those things were going on. They were under Roman, you know, uh, I call it Roman control. The Church of Rome, the Roman Catholic Church, they were in control. This was what's going on in this time. And I'm setting this tone because I want you to see what was going on. Because sometimes we Christians today, we're so spoiled, we think we've got it bad. Look at your neighbor. We don't have it bad. Come on, we don't have it bad. We've got it good because we've got the Holy Ghost. We've got the Spirit of God, amen, to help guide us and navigate us through some things that when we are around something or we see something or like it's already been testified, amen, who we surround ourselves with, amen, we've got the means to know, amen, by the Spirit to show us, wait a minute, something's not right. And I've said this and I've told parents this in this church for years. Watch who your kids hang out with because that's the barometer of where they're headed. If they're hanging with the thugs, guess what? They're not going to help that thug. More than likely, they are going to be convinced. Oh, that's judging. No, it's not judging. It's fact. I know I worked in a prison for almost 25 years, and the retention in the Indiana Reformatory has always been above 70 Out of every hundred men that come in and leave, go back and come back again. Seven out of every ten. So reform, teaching, you can't help somebody unless they want to help themselves. You can be the example. You can be the light. You can keep putting positive in. Because too much today, there's a lot of garbage going in. Now here's, here's the kicker. Spiritually, God had not spoken for 400 years. There had been no prophet since Malachi coming into the New Testament. Look at, look at that, 400 years. How many has lived that long? So it's not just your generation. It's not just my generation. It's not just the generation past. It's a long time. Now, again, this is why I want to set this preface, because I want us to understand something here. What was going on at this time? Because the priesthood had become corrupt. Ministry, amen, religion had become corrupt. 
Because God had not spoken to the people for a long time through a prophet, through a man of God. But look what was taking place. Zacharias was on his job doing his duty, doing the service that he felt called in. That is something that ought to teach us something. Amen. No matter what, and I've said this out of maybe ignorance when I was young. Amen. If God didn't bless me one more time, I wouldn't fail him. I don't want to fail him. I want to keep on going. We better be careful with that kind of attitude. Because while we think we're strong now, as time goes on, we realize, oh, wait a minute. I do need to hear from God. I do need something from God. And most of us today, we can't wait on God's timing. We quit, we give up way too early. Because we think it's got to be this way or that way. And God says, listen, I haven't spoken for 400 years. Israel was led by a brutal, brutal, brutal leader, Herod the Great. Historically, you can, you can check him out. He was, he was horrible. To the people. I could get political right now. I'll leave that to social media. Because so it was in these times, and I want you to get this, it was in these times. Now, this is this is it was in these times when there's something bad, you, you hear the preacher say, when something bad's happening, hold on, because something good's about to happen. It was in these times, now get this. That I'm getting ready to talk about. John the Baptist was born. It was in these times that Jesus was born. So, I mean, as far as a glimmer of hope, but these folks had no idea what, was, what God was doing. I believe sometimes when we don't hear from God and we're not maybe hearing, amen, the voice of God like we think we ought to, guess what? We want to give up. We want to walk away. And we want to forget what God has promised us and blessed us with and say, listen, I I need something now. That was yesterday. Well, that's great. But trusting in the Lord with all of our heart and leaning not to our own understanding and all our ways acknowledging means that we've got to trust Him with our heart, not with our mind, not with our lips, amen, but with our heart because with our heart is the action of what we will do put up verse 6 they were both righteous they were both living right in this horrible time you can live right come on God wants you to hear this you can live right now Stop making excuses. Stop blaming it on on the government. Stop blaming it on political. Stop blaming it on social. Stop blaming it on the church. Stop blaming it on ministry. Look, it's a good example. They were both living right. Elizabeth and Zacharias both lived, but they lived in a wicked culture. But they continue to do right. Come on. I wish to the Lord. Some people will get enough gumption about them and say, listen, I don't care what's happening. I don't care what's going on. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And when I feel a bad spirit enter into my home, I'm going to go anoint the doors. Amen. I'm going to pray over my home. Amen. When I feel like my children are not doing the right thing, I'm going to anoint them and pray for them. Come on, what's wrong with that? Woo. 
Jesus. In tough times, what happened? Now stay with me. In tough times, Zacchaeus burnt incense. When society was wicked, Zacchaeus burnt Zacharias burnt incense. When things, when the government, oh Lord, when Rome was pushing, amen, their domestic culture on them, what was Zacharias doing? He was still burning incense. Amen. We know they walked in a wicked time, but they walked with God. But still faced personal difficulties. I serve God. As a man of God, I serve God. I can't, I, I learned a long time ago, the Lord turned me on. I don't have the special rights. Uh, Lord, I'm your minister. Uh, you can't let this stuff happen to me. You know what I found out? Not very far into ministry in my calling. What you preach, you're going to go through. What you say, you're going to, ex- oh, come on. What you say, you're going to experience. Put up verse number seven. And to top it off, now I want you to get this because most people don't know this unless you really understand the Bible. To top it off, they had no child because the Bible says she was barren. The Bible says that they were old. I, I tried to find out. Some say they were at least 60 years old and above. One place I read, one commentary said they were, that Zacharias was almost 92. But even 60. That's why it's difficult for the grandparents today raising their kids as kids. Come on. They, they were old and barren by the word of God. Is that too hard for God? Come on. Smoke your chest. Listen, whatever you're going through, you're not, you're not in that category at all. Come on, you're not too old. God can't fix whatever you need. You're not too barren that God can't cause you to deliver a testimony. Amen. A powerful word of God. Why? Because you are faithful. Amen. It's your praise. It's your worship. And even to make it tougher... In the religious ranks, the rabbis believed that a childless person, family, woman that was barren was a sign of divine disfavor. God's looking down on you because God made you to bear children and you can't bear children, so there's something wrong with you in your relationship with God. But what did the Bible say? What did the Word of God tell us? They were living right. They were righteous. Can I say this, not to promote the apostolic faith, but I believe we hear from God a lot more than those that say they hear from God. I believe that. They were living right. When you're living right, you'll hear from God. Maybe not when we want to hear from Him. Maybe not when we think we should hear from Him. But God showed up. Why did He show up? Because they were faithful. They were doing what God had called them to do. And let, let, let me just add to that again. Barrenness was commonly, back in that day, grounds for divorce. 
A man could leave her if they found out she could not have children. Look at your neighbor and say, but God. Now, let me, let, me, let me flip the coin to the positive. Zacharias, his name means the Lord remembers. God knows where to put you. Elizabeth, her name meant the oath of God or the promise of God. Put them together. What does it mean? The names together. God remembers his promises. Come on. This promise is to you. If you'll do this, if you'll get this, if you'll stand in your calling, if God's called you out of this world and you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, this promise is unto you and to your children and to those that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. That's a promise from God. Get over the tongues. Get over the baptism. Get over the things that the world tries to say. Amen. That separate. Because that's what does keep us. God remembers his promises. Praise God. Let me believe that today with all your heart. God keeps his promise. God keeps his promise. God remembers his promises. Now, I probably should have said this in the beginning. But we know that the offering of incense in the temple in the Old Testament, because everything of the Old Testament's types and shadows of the new, what was to come. And we know that burning incense is a type of worship, praise, prayer, offer up to God, sweet-smelling Savior. You know when you come and praise, well, I think the church promotes praise too much. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? All we talk about is all we talk about is worship. Are you kidding me? You need to repent for just saying those words because it's offering up to God. Amen. What we are, we're the sweet smelling when we offer up to God and we mean it. Because look around your world that you complain about. He don't get much of that nowadays. All the cursing and all the language and all the all, all the perversion, all the think about all the crazy just the things that we know about. Jesus, that's, that's what tries to get, get sent up to him. But our praises, it's a type of that. Now, this is what amazes me and gets to me, even like as I read from Brother Steve today, when I first read the words, it, it connected with my message today. This, this, this prodigal son took off, spent all he had, and left dad and mom and family just brokenhearted, just, just killed, just tore up. See, young people don't know the knot you put in your mom and dad's stomach and some of the risk and things that you do. Well, I didn't know it. Lord, I, I think about now at 16 and a half years old, I'd pack my stuff up and go to move to Florida and live the rest of my life and get high and be just be cool and looking back, I can't imagine what my mom and dad but now, as a parent, you know what that kind of love, what those kind of feelings are. And so when you think about what was going on here, we know that a law of years, a long time, all these years, 
Zacharias just burnt incense. He just praised. He just worshiped. Come on, he just prayed. He stayed true to his calling. He stayed true to his duty. He just kept on sending up the praise, the worship, and the prayer. Can I encourage somebody today? Keep praising God. Keep worshiping the Lord. Come on, keep being faithful to the Lord, to God. Come on, be faithful to Him. Now here, verse number 8. While he was burning incense, something powerful happened. Can you imagine... I, I imagine I probably would have had a heart attack. Huh. All this time, I'm just doing my duty. I'm just, we're just doing it. We're just praising and worshiping. We're just sending up incense. All these years transpired. Nothing from God. No word. No encouragement. Just, just true to what God put in my life. And then all of a sudden, and notice this. Notice the location. Where's the angel show up at? At the altar. At the altar. At, you know, what does that mean, preacher? That means, you know what? God knows exactly where to find Zacharias. He was at the altar. He was on the job. He was doing what he was called to do. Come on, church. It's at the altar that we offer up the sacrifice of praise, that we ask for forgiveness, that we praise God for what he's doing. on the right side of the altar. Right side of the altar. God knew exactly where Zacharias was going to be. Right there. While he's burning incense, something powerful took place. Verse number 11. Get this, and I'm I'm about to close. I'm about to close. An angel standing at the altar of incense. I don't know about you, but that encourages me today. When we come to ourself like the prodigal and we realize what this world has to offer is not what we thought. You see, some of us have a twofold problem. Some of us has been through a lot. Some of us has experienced the world in a deep way. Some of us had a lot of experience before we ever got in the church. And so some of those things we think, well, thank God he brought me out of that. But sometimes uh, this is what I've experienced. Sometimes it haunts me. Sometimes the devil tries to use that. Sometimes we think about things or coulda, shoulda, woulda. In regards to somebody that's raised up and has never experienced some of those things. It has to be something else that the enemy uses to work on their mind. Think about that for just a moment. Because God knew where to find Zacharias. He knew he was faithful. He knew he was in his place of service. Someone get this, please. Because Zacharias positioned himself for the supernatural. God told me to tell somebody, you're getting tired, don't get tired. Be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. Because all this time and all the, and all the I'm sure all the discussions him and his wife had, you know, what's going on? Where, and, and, and I thought about this, oh, Lord, forgive me. 
in today's context. 400 years of silence, I promise you. Look, look around now. Even with the voice of God, even with the power of God, even with great services, there's still people that walk out on God. There's still people that walk away from their call. And there's still churches that pop up on every corner to do the things that they couldn't do, amen, back home at the home church. But I'll just do my own thing. You hear the preacher. In, in, in this day and age, we would not last 400 years like that. Because look at the last 100 years, uh, amen, with the outpouring of the Holy Ghost in the United States of America like we've had. Uh, and look already here uh, that we're in the 2020s uh, and look what's going on. People leave God over COVID. Churches shut down because people quit going, supporting. Where's the praise? Where's the worship? Where's the altar? Where's the offer of incense? Amen. Zacharias, I'm sure they had conversations. Should we pull out? Should we move on? Amen. I promise you. But he says, listen, that's not what God called me to do. I'm still going to praise. I'm still, I'm still going to worship. I'm still going to magnify God. God's going to do something. He had no idea God was about to do something great. Come to the music. Let me close. Something supernatural was about to happen. His faithfulness, by his faithfulness, by his calling. Verse 13, chapter 1. Look at this. Fear not. All this time of, listen to me, all this time of coldness, like we call the church when things are, all this time of uncertainty, all this time of not hearing from the Lord. You come into a church service, because I've said this about my life, all my life, you know, I've seen things, but when one day when I had some kind of, some experience, all of a sudden something changed for me. Wow. I can't feel like I used to feel about gambling. I can't feel like I used to feel about getting high. I, 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 it's just not the same. All of a sudden, Zacharias looks over as he's approaching the altar, and there's an angel. Think about it. It, it would make you fear not. He says, for your prayer is heard. And your wife, Elizabeth, she's not barren. She'll bear a son. And you're going to call his name John. We know him as John the Baptist. I keep thinking about the things that God has used me to help somebody with. And I remember thinking about telling a lifer in a prison, God's going to send you home. Thinking, oh man, that's going to be exciting. And I remember the response. Stuck his finger in my, don't play with, who do you are? Thank you for playing with my life like that. Can you imagine, Zachariah? I'm sure he probably wanted to be. Who do you think you are? Where have you been? All this time, nothing. Now all of a sudden, What? 
You understand what I'm saying? All the hurt that they've encountered for all the years, and now they're old. Come on. My health's failing me. Do you, you understand? I'm old. Don't be afraid. You're going to have a son, and you're going to name him John. <laughs> Watch this. Some of us will get so, so mad at God. My God, I ought to get a naming. I ought to have a part in this. Come on, that's, that's the church today. That's the people today. We're, we do, well, I, ought to be, I ought to have a say. I ought to have a part in this. Come on, can I just say it this way? Just shut up and be blessed. <laughs> come on, I don't mean that district. I mean, just come on. We just need to stop and be blessed. God's made, oh, I feel this. God's made some promises. He has definitely made some promises. And he's not going to, he hasn't forgot them. And he's not going to not do them. It depends on us. Because notice this, please. He says, your prayer has heard Zacharias. He had not given up on worship. He had not given up on offering praise. Verse 14, oh, it's coming. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. It's coming. Come on, church, pray. This ain't a time to be gawking, looking. Come on, this ain't a time to think about anything. Right now, God's dealing with some folk because it's coming. Oh, it's coming. Faithfulness to his call. Look what it brought him. And thou, shall ha- and thou shall have joy and gladness. And many shall rejoice at John's birth, at his birth. He knew the heart of Elizabeth. He knew the heart of Zacharias. He knew that inside they were struggling. He knew all the pain and suffering and the hurt. Not understanding. But he says, joy's coming. Gladness is coming. You think it's because you're going to have a baby. Read it close. That's not what the joy and the gladness is about. They're going to rejoice at his birth because of what he's going to be called to do and be faithful to do. We want our kids to follow in our footsteps. Come on, let's show them that we trust God. We want our community to believe, amen, that this church, amen, is about serving the Lord and not serving self. Come on, let's. Because people need to see the real thing. And we know the life of John the Baptist, he was the real thing because some didn't understand him just like Jesus when he comes along six months later. Stand with me. Joy and gladness, it's coming. Go to verse 16 and 17 here. Look at this. I want you to read this with me. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. Next verse. And he shall go before him in spirit and power of Elias 
to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for oh. listen let me just don't lose this all that that they went through was going to bring joy not just to mom and dad, but going to bring joy to people because people are going to be affected by the ministry of faithfulness, of worship, and of praise. Come on, would you close your eyes all over this place? Come on, ask the Lord, Lord, I want to be found faithful. I want to be found doing, Lord, what you've called me to do. It's easy to sit back and criticize, but at least somebody's doing something. I'm sure there's people that it's, the, the religious world was criticizing and think, man, there's God, must be disfavor. And all the while, the Lord was setting them up. And they passed the test of time. I'm not only going to bless you. But now I'm going to bless Israel. The blessing of John's birth was bigger than just a blessing for Zacharias and Elizabeth. Come on, this altar's open. Come make your own offering. Come on, come and share with the Lord your own praise, your own worship, your own prayer. Because His promise still is true today. I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. That's a promise. That's a promise. That's a promise. The Holy Ghost is a promise to every one of us. Everybody here. Come on, you're baptized in Jesus' name. Your sins are remitted. The promise is unto you and your family now. Come on, you realize what I'm saying? You realize what just happened with this couple? It wasn't just for them. And now other people are going to be affected by those that God blesses and keeps His promise through. Because now they're going to testify. They're going to be witnesses. They're going to talk about the goodness of Jesus. Because no matter what is surrounding you, no matter what is going on, stay faithful. Keep sending up praise. Keep sending up worship. Keep those promises. Why? Because promises made are coming. Come on, as we worship, as we praise right now, as we speak to God right now, come on, prayer. Come on, church, pray. Somebody's in the valley of decision. God don't speak like this all the time. Come on, He wants to. He wants to reach those, not just affect you, but affect others in your family, others around you. Trust me. God sees the bigger picture. There's something more powerful going on right now. Hallelujah, church. Thank God. Thank God. Come on, lift up worship right now. Lift up praise. Lift it up to the Lord. Come on.